One interesting quote that I've seen recently said, um, you're not being replaced by AI, but you're being replaced by a human using AI. Texas Global, sparking innovative thoughts. It is a new year and, of course, a lot of challenges ahead, but also at the same time, a lot of hope that there's going to be positive trends to come. Sadika, you're listening to the latest episode of Texas Global Podcast with me, Chawodat Yong Jiranon, the global podcast host and also a global content editor at Texas Media. And of course, some may know me as Pupe. Today, I'm very excited indeed to talk about what we should expect for 2023, because obviously a lot of us uh, are hoping for positive things to come. So uh, with me, I'm very excited to introduce to our program, Thomas Klafku, the head of trends research of Trend Watching, who is joining us right from all the way from Amsterdam. Sadika, hello. Hello. Nice to be here on the program. I'm so happy to talk with you today, uh, Thomas, and I'm so happy that we were able to connect with you um, across the pond. Oh, no, it's not the pond, across many continents. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, to start off our talk, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and trend watching? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, as you said, my name is Thomas. I'm the head of uh, research or trends research at trend watching. If you don't know trend watching, we are a trend intelligence firm. Uh, we've been around since around uh, 20 years now. And we are basically providing clients from all around the world with insights on consumer trends and how they can use them to create new innovations and strategies. Um, our main product is basically a platform on which we have you know, thousands of innovations, lots of industry reports and, and trends that uh, is used now by over 800 clients from all around the world, big names like uh, Samsung, Netflix, Google, and so on. Um, and we also do presentations with these clients and, and workshops, uh, as well as custom reports, um, if they ask for them. Um, and yeah, as a head of research, I'm basically responsible for our research system. And together with two of my colleagues, I'm also managing our overall content strategy at Trendwatching. Um, and next to that role, I'm also heading our sister company, Business of Purpose, which is a uh, community for purpose-driven business professionals who are you know, eager to um, kind of change the business world and um, create more sustainable and ethical businesses. Um, and just a little bit about my background very shortly. I'm, I have a master's degree in future studies. Um, before working at Trendwatching, I've worked at other uh, foresight and innovation consultancies, mostly in Germany. I'm originally mm. from German, uh, Germany, um, but also in South Africa. And I've actually wow. also once worked in, in uh, Southeast Asia. I stayed uh, a year in Jakarta, Indonesia. Oh, wow. Um, and did some development aid work there, also analyzing basically news and developments in, in the country. I feel so lucky that, <laughs> that we have a chance to talk today. I think it's definitely going to be interesting as to seeing what you think about the situation, uh, you know, not only in Southeast Asia, but also across the world. Um, so let's get to it then. Oh, what are the top trends do you expect, you know, that, that will shape 2023? Yeah, so... Every end of the year, we kind of uh, publish our big trend report for the coming year. And last year or, or this time, 
Um, we uh, launched our trend report 2023, end of, of November, and we identified nine trends within that trend report. Now, it would be probably too too long to talk about all of these nine trends, but I, I think the ones that are uh, most important for this year are, number one is what we call drafted by AI. So this is really about kind of the generative AI boom that we're seeing right now that mm. probably many of you have also kind of been become aware of, um, you know, seeing people, um, you know, post examples of using chat GPT on social media, for example, um, using like uh, DALI, this other tool by OpenAI, uh, which is one of the biggest companies within this field right now, uh, to come up with interesting new kind of AI-generated images and these kinds of things. Uh, we call it uh, this trend uh, drafted by AI because we think it will really kind of supercharge human creation. Um, and one of the kind of biggest questions that we usually get uh, regarding this trend is, um, is the hype real, basically? Because there's so much happening right now in this yeah. field. There are so many startups and so many you know tools kind of being launched and everyone is talking about it. Um, and there's definitely some caution with that. Um, you have to, whenever there's like a big technological revolution, uh, you also see a little bit of a bubble forming of, you know, uh, lots of people being excited about it, going into the space and developing something that at some point might turn out not to be that valuable. But um, in order to answer the question, I would definitely say, yes, the, the hype is real. And we really think this is one of the biggest technological breakthroughs that we've seen in the last couple of decades. We equated often to kind of um, the iPhone uh, moment. Or, wow, okay. Um, mm -hmm. the, that even because it's really going to change how we all work um, and how we create content. Um, so that is, I think, one of the biggest trends this this year. I um, think that's you know I think uh, it's so good that you're pointing that out that a lot of people might be concerned that is it a hype because over the past few years we've seen things come blow up and then go. <laughs> Some, yeah. you know, some silently, some not so silently. Uh, and, 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 you know, this, this issue about AI has always been in the background, you know, uh, you know, whether it, 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 it we're seeing, it, you know, talking about blockchain or talking about uh, the metaverse, you know, AI has always been there in the background. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it will be applied, but also at the same time, the speed of it, isn't it? Yeah. You know, can I just have a follow up on on that? I mean, how fast do you think AI will make its presence in the market, in the the general market? I mean, do you think it's going to be within this year that we're going to feel it, or 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 next year? Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen in in late November last year when um, OpenAI released this uh, tool called ChatGPT. It reached 1 million users in a matter of five days. Um, and it compared to kind of uh, Netflix, for example, reached the same uh, amount of users in three and a half years, or uh, Instagram in like two and a half months, which was already kind of very fast, but ChatGPT is even faster. Um, and um, then uh, I think in April, we'll see Microsoft integrate ChatGPT into uh, Bing, its, uh, its search platform. And we'll also see Microsoft integrating that AI into their Microsoft Office suite. So we are, I think, seeing this trend really play out extremely fast this year. Um, we have like a 
different levels of trends uh, in our framework, um, kind of subtrends, smaller trends, mega trends that are kind of the big consumer shifts, and then macro trends, mm -hmm. which are kind of the big global shifts. Um, we define this one as being a subtrend still, but it's moving so fast that it will, I think, in a few months talk about it as a kind of macro trend uh, almost that will change uh, quite a lot of things. Um, and yeah, if you're looking into kind of the investment field, there's so many there's so much money now available for startups that are working in gen generative AI. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we'll see lots of um, new kind of tools and, and and apps coming out in the next couple of months that are being used by lots of people around the world. Yeah, I have a f another follow up. I can't I can't help myself. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, are also thinking the same way as me. It's like you know <clears throat> when things come really fast, right? It can go really fast as well. Uh, but it's interesting how you say that this is a, a subtrend uh, that is growing uh, quite strongly. Um, do you think that, you know, there will be, you know, ups and downs with the AI situation in terms of like, um, you know, because when you, you the trend, a trend moves so fast, uh, you know, it's it's also in terms of like, is the environment ready for it? Or, or you know, is it the right timing? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Like, is that a concern in terms of like the speed or is it, do you think, you know, from your experience of looking at trends that have become very impactful, that this trend is moving along at the right speed? Yeah, I mean, this one is definitely moving along very fast, maybe too fast. Um, and there's definitely with technological innovations and, and trends, it's definitely, you always have like a, a phase after kind of the hype phase, you'll have a phase of, um, what uh, Gartner, the research firm, I think calls kind of disillusionment. It's when people kind of realize not everything that was kind of promised in the hype mm -hmm. phase is actually being kind of implemented or coming to fruition. So um, we'll definitely see that uh, at some point this year as well, I think. But the underlying technology um, and the underlying kind of um, um, opportunities of this um, new trend are so big that I think it will still, you know, change us for many years to come. Um, so despite it being kind of very hyped and everything, it's not going to be kind of like the NFT hype that we've seen in the last two years or so that will kind of come very quickly and go away. And mm -hmm. compared to Web3 and these kinds of technologies, it's very hard to kind of go into crypto, you know, you need to, as a consumer, you need to kind of you know, understand a little bit kind of um, finances. You need to understand a little bit different kind of um, internet technologies in order to kind of create your own account and everything. Mm -hmm. The adoption is much more difficult. Um, with um, generative AI, however, you just have to log in to ChatGPT and it's a simple, you know, chat interface. You can just start chatting and experimenting yourself. You don't, you don't need any knowledge. That's why this one will, you know, take off. Um, Definitely. Okay. All right. I'm going to move on now. <laughs> you know, yes. Oh, uh, you know, okay. Uh, you know, Bangkok is in Southeast Asia. And uh, as we all, you know, always talk to our speakers from overseas, it's always interesting to see the perspective of, you know, someone, because sometimes when you're in it, you know, in the ecosystem, you, you might not see the bigger picture. So uh, I'm asking you today as to, you know, what do you see in terms of, you know, the growth or the possible growth industries in South, Southeast Asia right now? Yeah. So 
I think one of the the kind of bigger bigger trends and bigger opportunities that we're seeing all around the world, but specifically for Southeast Asia, is um, the creator economy. Um, we, we've seen, I think, um, lots of uptake in terms of uh, people using the internet, social media, um, uh, you know, uh, shopping uh, via the internet um, since the pandemic. Um, uh, I've looked at a couple of statistics and saw that uh, uh, when you look at the top 10 countries in terms of e-commerce retail growth in the last few years, uh, the top two are the Philippines and Malaysia um, out of all countries in the world. So what we're seeing um, in in the region, I think, is a a huge uptick that kind of came on top of already kind of uh, fast growth and internet penetration and using all these kinds of services and, and social media and so on um, that was accelerated again through COVID and the pandemic. Um, and uh, yeah, one of the biggest kind of mega trends that we look at is the creator economy because um, through different kind of technological um, innovations, but also uh, consumer uh, changes, social innovation, we're seeing that people are increasingly interested in trusting kind of creators more than than brands almost. Mm, um, mm-hmm. uh, so I think there's like a big opportunity um, in the region, but also globally in general, uh, to go deeper into creator economy. And that doesn't, you know, mean that you should uh, now become a creator yourself or so. And there's lo- lots of uh, stuff that is being built within the creator economy, tools that creators use, um, you know, all, all sorts of different applications that need to be kind of integrated into this whole ecosystem that is being built. Um, and uh, it is also being, of course, um, kind of uh, driven by this generative AI boom that allows people to more easily create things, um, also entire kind of products and and creator-led companies, basically, because you don't really need to invest that much time anymore into um, hiring lots of different people or so. You can just use AI for that, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, as I said, I think consumers have uh, increasingly um, kind of lost uh, a bit of trust in institutions in general, uh, but also uh, brands and are looking for um, you know, new things to to try out. We've seen uh, through a lot of studies that consumer loyalty has decreased quite a lot in the last couple of years, also so, um, mostly since the pandemic. So people are really eager to try out new brands and new new things. And um, one way of how they're connecting to to um, other people and creating trust again is mostly through kind of social media and communities and. Uh, following, you know, certain um, creators and accounts, and 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 also through fandom, you know, um, having certain bands or series or games that they really like, and uh, how that's how kind of they connect to other people that uh, you know have similar interests. Um, so all of that coming together is really creating this perfect mix uh, there for the opportunity of cre- creating an even bigger creator economy. Uh, in the next couple of years. Well, on the other side, though, um, with this growth, uh, what do you think will be, or or are you seeing or observing any common challenges that uh, businesses might be 
facing, you know, when they're operating in the region of Southeast Asia? And how do you think that, you know, they can overcome it? Yeah, as I mentioned, I think this this um, trust problem with consumers is one of the, the biggest challenges. Um, so you really have to ask yourself, like, how can you stay relevant for consumers and, and in consumers' minds? Um, and um, yeah, as I said, customer loyalty has been decreasing. People are eager to try new brands out. Um, so what we advise our clients is to really look into kind of this whole idea of community Um and um, thinking of um, your main product maybe not being the actual kind of uh, physical product that you sell, but um, being a, a sort of culture, a sort of community that you build together with your consumers. Um, there's different ways of doing that, but one uh, important thing to consider here is always to do it together with your with your uh, customers. Um, don't really create a community and then sell it to your customers, but create it with your customers, basically. And I think that is something that will kind of help you, you know, regain trust and um, build a solid foundation on which you can then also, you know, create other um, funnels of, of growth, like, you know, new products and services, all kinds of things. Um, and there's also with that, there's not really like a shortcut to it. I think it's really in the future, we'll see companies become successful because of their cultures and communities and um, those who invest a lot of uh, you know time and energy right now will reap the benefits eventually I think um, so and that is no one easy way out right there's no easy way out <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, think you know I think that's so interesting how you said you know create ownership customer ownership and 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 we're seeing some somewhat of that happening and it, I think that bond, you know, between the customer and, and the company would be much stronger. Um, so, yeah. when, you know, when you talk about artificial intelligence or AI, just to go back on, on this trend, um, how is it going to be applied then to, you know, these situations that we just talked about? And, and in terms of like in 2003, how much progress do you think, you know, AI will make? Yeah. So there's a recent stat that came out that that showed that it was like a survey of uh, executives from large companies all around the world. And um, these executives basically said um, 92% of them, almost all of them said that uh, they have now been achieving uh, serious returns on their AI investments. Um, and in, in 2017, when they did this uh, study the first time, only 48% said the same thing. So we're seeing that those who invest early in AI are now increasingly reaping the benefits, which is, you know, more profits, but also a competitive advantage. And especially now with the generative AI, this kind of new type of AI that is, um, you know, booming right now, we also see those companies who've already been investing in AI in, in, um, in the past be able to kind of adjust more easily to this new type of AI boom right now. Um, mm -hmm. So that is one big topic, I would say. Um, another one is really a little bit what I said earlier already. This is really kind of a form of people empowerment. Um, so lots of people um, are talking about the replacement of humans or of workers uh, through AI. Um, while there's definitely you know, something to be discussed around that topic, one interesting quote that I've seen recently said, um, you're not being replaced by AI, but you're being replaced by a human using AI. Um, mm -hmm. So I think one of the 
um, core kind of implications of this, this wave is that you need to really understand how you can use these tools um, and how your you know, um, team, uh, how your different kind of employees can leverage them in order to become more productive, more efficient, and also more creative in the, in the work that they're doing. Could you compare this then to, you know, the the evolution of like the computer coming into the workforce, you know, back then in the day um, when, you know, computers were just coming to the scene of, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people had that similar sense of concern about, you know, computers taking over people's jobs and, and whatnot. Uh, with AI here, uh, how how do you think the, 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 the transition will take place? Um, uh, as you mentioned, you know, AI is kind of unique in that it's not going to, um, well, it, it, it depends, right? If you're the consumer, it's easy to use. But if you're the, the person behind the AI technology or, or the workforce, uh, you know, supporting the AI, uh, you know, technology, uh, do you think that the workforce can, you know, transition into, you know, their new positions or the new skill set easily? Or, or is it going to be of a challenge? Yeah, I think that will be kind of the big question for this year, specifically as more of these tools come out and as more of these kind of AI capabilities will be integrated in tools that you're already using, whether that's like Google Docs or just email or, or so. Um, and uh, it's really kind of a new skill set that you need. Um, I like the the comparison that you made to kind of the you know computers, uh, computer age. Um, another comparison that I also like to make is to just using Google, basically, which mm -hmm. is kind of also an AI, but we don't really think about it that way all, all the time. But there's, you know, different types of people and uh, so, some people can use Google very efficiently. And no matter which uh, in which, you know, um, work you are, it's kind of important to be able to use Google efficiently. You know, some developers uh, need Google all the time to kind of figure out uh, how to solve specific coding challenges uh, and these kinds of things. With these new AI tools like ChatGPT, it will be similar. Um, those who uh, kind of develop this new unique skill set and how to um, kind of talk with the AI, how to, how to leverage it, will be kind of much more um, productive and have a much more kind of convenient work life than than the others and um, but thereby kind of, you know, differentiate themselves from, from others. Um, so it will be very important for, um, yeah, workers and, and companies to upskill um, and to, to kind of test these new AI tools and figure out how to best use them. So with that said, you know, for those who are startups or those who are companies, uh, corporates that are listening in right now to our conversation, um, what are some of the ways, you know, that businesses can stay informed about the industry trends and, and the new technologies? I mean, you, you just mentioned a little bit about what they can do in terms of adopting AI, um, but, you know, we're the world is moving very fast. Uh, what is your advice? Yeah, I mean... There's, of course, lots of different ways of how you can stay informed. Um, in general, we advise our clients to always uh, firstly create kind of a framework uh, that they can use in order to kind of um, source different you know, information. So really figure out kind of what are the uh, um, kind of top um, topics and, and themes that you're interested in that you want to kind of monitor for your business. 
and then uh, figure out kind of what are the the best sources within these. And these could be, you know, experts on on Twitter or social media. It could be, you know, industry magazines, online uh, blogs, and so on. It could be uh, newsletters or podcasts like this one. Um, there's all sorts of different, of course, sources online that you can use for that. Um, a, li a little bit of self-promotion would, of course, be to, mm -hmm. to also name. Sure, sure. Um, We're watching. all about connecting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can definitely go on trendwatching.com and um, subscribe to our free newsletter. We also have basically like a whole database of uh, free to um, explore innovations and trends on our website. That people can look into and with our newsletter we send out um, five innovations every week and some other insights um, that we think are very important uh, to have a look at um, and actually we have we are also coming to Bangkok this year um, ah. in September uh, early September we'll come and do kind of an in-person seminar and event on trends for the next year then for 2024 um, uh, so they'll, they'll, we're still working on organizing this, uh, but you can either get more information if you sign up for our newsletter or if you contact our partner, SimpleWorks. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And of course, TechSauce as well, you know. And <laughs> of course, TechSauce as well. TechSauce. Yes. Um, okay, just I just wanted to leave a little bit in terms of like a key takeaway for, for our listeners. I mean, um, I think a lot of companies, you know, might get very overwhelmed with a lot of trends that are flying around. Um, what is your advice for companies in terms of knowing what trend uh, is is uh, for them? You know, in terms of like what uh, trend uh, should they be concerned concerned about? You know, uh, how can they know the difference between, you know, which ones are not necessarily what they need and which ones they should really get on top of? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it, it really starts with knowing yourself and your business, basically. Um, you have to really understand what you're actually doing. And that is easier said than done sometimes. Um, you have to really understand, like, in which industry you're you're playing, basically, in which um market you are in and and what are the different kind of um systemic um factors within that market that are interesting to to track that have like a potential of change um so it really comes down to kind of building this this framework that i um spoke about earlier um uh, a couple of um um a couple of um uh, a couple of suggestions that we can also give. You can also go on our website. We have like a, uh, a trend check on our website. Mm, you find it okay. if, you, if you go there. Um, because we always have, we have 15 mega trends that we recommend everyone to have a look into. Um, so it's a little bit more complex. On the one hand, you really want to kind of figure out what you're doing and uh, which market you're playing and then um, kind of identify the topics within that that are interesting. And, and on the other hand, um, there's certain mega trends that we believe are going to be impactful no matter which industry you are in. Um, and it always also is quite interesting to look at other industries and, and see how that can relate to your um, you know, market and certain kind of ideas that you can take out of uh, innovations from other industries. So I would wow. do, do kind of both. Focus a little bit on your industry and build your own framework and, and you know things that you can track and monitor for that. But also uh, with like 20% of your time, have a look at 
uh, kind of the overall kind of changes that are happening. Wow, Thomas, I'm so excited that I, I've been able to talk to you. And I think a lot of us are probably more interested into, you know, what to expect for trend watching. And we're very happy that you're coming to Bangkok. Um, for our listeners who want to know more, of course, as Thomas said, you can contact Trend Watching online, or of course, you can uh, seek for more information from our Texas team. Thank you so much, Thomas, for being with us here today. And hopefully we can talk to you when you come to Bangkok. Yes, that would be great. Thank, Thank you. you very Okay, thank you. Sadika. Tech Sauce, sparking innovative thoughts.